the back and going, all right, we're out of here. Uh, I guess my approach to relationships, newly in sobriety, I go to a friend's house, I walk in, he says, hi, I got a friend here from Brazil, um, Luisa, I'd like you to meet Luisa. And as I look, I look at Luisa and I smile and she smiles back and I saw it, there was a, there was a little spark there. There was a little connection, right, between Luisa and myself. And as I'm crossing the room to shake Luisa's hand, I'm thinking to myself, I don't know if I want to live in Brazil. <laughs> right? That's me. That's me. Till I got into some recovery. That, uh, um, so for me, rule number one always, has always been it takes a long time to get to know somebody. Rule number two is you, there, you, no getting around rule number one. It just does. It takes a long time to get to know somebody, which is bad news for guys like me. That's very bad news. My idea of, of, of a first date is dinner and a blood test. Let's, you know, I got a little questionnaire here. Let's fill this out, you know. Family information is irrelevant. How many siblings? Do you get along with your father? These are not things I'm going to ask. You know? So relate, you know, and everybody thinks, oh, we're going to talk about relationships. This is going to be about the significant other, the, the, the one person, the sexual relationship. We're going to get into all that. And uh, no, I don't think so. I think that for me with relationships, that's where I want to focus. I'm broken. Let's fix me. She'll do. It's like a friend of mine says, you go, he's the guy that invariably goes to the AA meeting, looks across the room, and his eyes meet hers, and the connection is made, and he knows she could fix me. She could do it. I'm convinced. I haven't been within 30 feet of her ever, but I know from the look that we're in. This is good. And always what happens is, is that they ask for the, in the, the meeting starts, and they ask for those in their first 30 days, and her hand goes up, and the sleeve falls back to reveal the hospital band. <laughs> right? There are, you, you have no idea how many people just went, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, had that experience. So I figure maybe that's the wrong way to go about this whole relationship idea, is to find him, to find her, whatever your persuasion may be, the one who's going to fix it, the one who's going to make me whole, the one that's going to make everything all right with the world, because until I find him or her, I can't be happy, I can't be whole, I can't be fulfilled, right? Bad approach for me. What I had to discover was there's this little thing called the, the steps. I know, I know. People are going, well, I'm out of here. I was, <laughs> said, mention the steps. I was here to find out, you know, if it was going to be possible to get laid this week. <laughs> <laughs> but the way I got it figured out, <laughs> the way I got it figured out is there's three kinds of relationships. There's a relationship with God, there's a relationship with self, and there's a relationship with others. And that others is in varying degrees. I've got, if I'm going to, as, as an alcoholic male, as a self-centered human being, I've got to find my way into some kind of balance that I'm going to bring to the game. I mean, uh, um, um, 
being I'm chronologic, I have no short-term memory. Who spoke last night? Sandy B. Excellent talk. Sandy talked about flip, how you flip things emotionally. It's not about what I get, it's what I give. That's what brings the balance. And that's what I found. It makes no sense, but it works. It's absolutely what works. So I have to engage in a relationship with a power greater than myself, a relationship with self, and only when I've got that stuff scored away am I going to get into any relationships of any balance or merit with other human beings. Diet Coke. Excellent. So, relationship with a power greater than myself. First, I've got to know, that ain't me. I'm a self-centered, frightened human being. Self-centered fear is the chief activator of all my defects of character. I'm either afraid of what I'm not going to get, I'm, 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 what is it? Uh, yes. <laughs> Two guys are listening over here. Yeah, I'm not going to get what I want or I'm going to lose what I already have. I got to get out of that loop. I got to get out of that because I'm always trying to fix it. Peggy talks about this stuff. She's nodding. Oh, I just woke up. I, was, I got to sleep at 5 o'clock this morning. Yeah. See the divot in my head? That was me attacking a flea at about 4.30 this morning. I went to slap the flea off my head and hit a divot. See, as Donald Madden used to say, the late great Donald Madden, I should never be allowed to uh, walk about unattended. <laughs> Which is why I'm uh, happily married now. And I'm the guy, I mean, I, I actually am. I'm actually a happily married man. And that didn't happen, though, for me. I've been married before, but now I'm a happily married man. Um, I got married twice drinking, uh, once for a day. <laughs> this is sort of the progression of my relationships. First time I was married, I was married for a day. Um, we went to the reception, and I looked around. At the, what I saw was we had peaked <laughs> at the reception, and I, it was clear. <laughs> and I just left. Yeah, right. That's, that's right. That's the hope to die section back there. The uh, and uh, the second time I was married, I was married drinking for about a year. It's not clear to me to this day. I'm not really sure how long I was married, but it was roughly a year. Roughly a year, and and it just I had one of those what I like to refer to as the blackout moments of clarity. Where I just went, walked in the house one day and looked at her and said, I really don't think it's, it's good that we're married anymore. She seemed relieved. <laughs> and I left. And then I've been sober now 24 years, and the, the, I've been married twice in sobriety. Once, my first wife decided that uh, she was, again, quite capable of some controlled drinking. And I got out of the way. <laughs> All right? I heard that, and that was I, two days later, I was gone. Um, that ended, and then I've been with the same woman for uh, seven years now, and happily so. But it's taken a lot of work, and it hasn't been my picker that I've been working on. The part of me that decides who would be the right person for me to be with, that's not what I've been working on. What I've been working on is me. That's what I've been working on, this, this relationship with a power greater than myself. The great news for me about developing a relationship with a power greater than myself is, is that I don't have to get this right. It doesn't say God could and would if he were found. 
It says God couldn't what if he were sought. That the action is on my part, that I have to seek God. I seek God in the 11th step through prayer and meditation. What do I pray for? Knowledge of his will for me and the power to carry that out. This is a relationship that a guy like me has got to have in his life. I have got to begin each day deferring to a power greater than myself. Donald, I mean, the serenity prayer, God grant me the first three words of the serenity prayer, right? That's important. That relation, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. All the stuff out here, right? Courage to change the things I can inside. It's my perception that's, that's strange, that's marred, that's been affected by years of self-centered alcoholism and drug addiction. What about me? Worrying about me. Where's mine? How am I going to get mine? What's she think of me? How am I going to lie and control and manipulate this situation so that she'll love me? Always a good plan for a relationship. <laughs> that always works very, very well. My first relationship in AA. Saw the girl in the meeting and went, her. Immediately found out who her best friend was. Became very good friends with her. It seemed that they would all go to the beach on the weekend. Suddenly, I was a part of that group going to the beach. I was controlling and manipulating the situation and completely misrepresenting who I was, which was all that I was absolutely capable of because I had no idea who I was. I had no relationship with self. I had no relationship with the power greater than myself. I said whatever I thought would be the right thing to say to get her in my life. I got her in my life. And we had probably one of the most frightening relationships in the history of AA for about two years. Really healthy relationships. After we broke up, she moved to New York, and I hadn't seen her in seven years. And one day I get a phone call, and I say, hello? And this woman's voice says, why do you hate me? And it was her. And I understood what she was talking about. I, I mean, I got that kind of twisted mentality. I mean, that was where I started. Completely incapable of having a relationship because I introduced you to this guy over here. It has nothing to do with me. You like him, it doesn't have anything to do with me. You don't like him, it doesn't have anything to do with me. I was out of the relationship. I'm with this woman. She has no idea who I am and there's no way to connect because I've completely set it up to fail. Right? I got to get a relationship with God. I got to let go of these reins. I got to get a relationship going with God. And I seek God through prayer and meditation. For me, it's got to stay simple. I've got to bring do this so that daily surrendering to a relationship beyond myself in very, very, very simple terms. When I first went to Donald Madden and said, I'd been going to Ohio Street for about two and a half years, and right behind the podium, there's like a three-foot by four-foot painting of the serenity prayer. I'd been going there like three days a week for two and a half years, and I suddenly spotted it. <laughs> and I was very excited. And I called Donald, and I said, I've got, I've got my prayer. And he, of course, he said, wonderful, what is it? And I said, it's this serenity prayer. And he said, no. I said, what do you mean, no? It's like the shortest prayer I found. And he said, no, no, there's too much going on in there. You're going to screw that all up. You want prayers? I'll give you prayers. I said, terrific. What are they? He said, when you wake up in the morning before your feet hit the floor, I want you to look up, palms up, and I want you to say, whatever. <laughs> and get up and go about your business. When your day is done, you get in the bed, you pull the covers up, you're insane the lead, you put your hands up and you say, enough. 
those are your prayers. I went, excellent. I got them, right? So like three days, I think I'm like armed now, man. I got prayer, right? Me and God like that. And I'm, I'm, I'm worth three days in. He gets a call about 930 in the morning. It's like, he always answered the phone the same way. Donald Madden. He said, Donald Zero, what do you want? <laughs> I said, I'm doomed. And he said, yes, I know. What do you want? And I said, I'm done, man. I can't get another step. I'm done. I'm toast. I'm never going to make it to tonight. I'm never going to make it to enough. I'm screwed. Thanks for your help, but this is not going to work. He said, relax, I can help. I said, good, because this is the only call I'm making. And he said, all right, I want you to take a deep breath. (laughs) It was a very deep breath for me in the beginning. I want you to take a deep breath, and I want you to say, enough. I said, enough. I said, now take another deep breath. <laughs> now I want you to say, whatever. And there was like this long pause, and I said, you could do that? You could just arbitrarily just end your day and start it over again? What about the clock? What about time? And he said, no, Earl, don't, because he could see I was about to get into the time-space continuum. And... <laughs> You know, and at two and a half years, I was still very capable of just falling into a wormhole and disappearing. I mean, I was, he said, we're not getting into time. You can start your day over anytime you want. You let it go, you relinquish it, you release it, and then you move forward again. And I thought that was, that was like, it's so simple, but that's what a guy like me needs. If you're going to tell me, here's the, you know, you should do this and here's the manuals that go with that, I'm out. Not a manual guy, you know, which is why the wife hooks up the stereo. You know what I mean? I'll I'll hook it up and there'll be just one big, huge, bright light and then it's all over. (laughs) Which I find very satisfying, but (laughs) nobody else seems to think that's the way to go.